fall is our favorite season. And Star Wars is one of our favorite movies. So this week for fall, we're covering one of our favorite fall feeling movies. Once. Well, hello there, Mike. Good morning. <laughs> good morning Josiah. and good night. And hello to the listeners. Hi, our listeners. Dear... Welcome to How Star Wars Is It? This is the only podcast, and it's where we rate and review things on a scale of 1 to 10. Not if how good or bad they are, but if how Star Wars they are. That's right. Everything out there is a little bit Star Wars, and we're trying to find out exactly how Star Wars everything is. And this week's topic, we're... we're <laughs> Don't ask us again. We're only going to say this once. We're only going to say this once. <laughs> it's once. Um, yes, the we... 2007 film that later inspired a Broadway the musical. musical of the same name yes. and of the same music and of not really the same story, question mark. <laughs> uh, mostly the same story. So, yeah, I don't remember it that well. I went and saw it. I, I've only seen it once. Um, nice. I've seen it twice. So welcome to the show. Uh, we we are both um, little musical theater boys, and I have seen this movie a, a number of times now. Um, but boy, when fall comes around, there are there are culturey things. I think they're all really music related. That I immediately go, okay, well, I got to start checking off my list. And it's things like listening to Fleet Foxes, which we talked about earlier this month, and right. watching once. Um, I don't necessarily watch it every fall, and it is not an inherently fall movie. But like something about like uh, a heartbroken singer songwriter in uh, in Dublin in is Dublin. is like in, is in in fact fall. <laughs> yeah, it feels fall to me. I don't know why. Yeah. it just it's the the style of music, the sort of folk singer songwriter style of music. It yeah. feels like fall to me. And I was listening to the soundtrack today on a very classic uh, uh chicago fall day oh yeah it which is was funny snowing. because it was snowing and sleeting and raining and it was funny because the last time we listened to an album was for fleet foxes and i also listened to it on a really rainy on, like, day a gray day yeah. uh, and i was like man this is really lining up perfectly yeah but we're talking we're talking not just about the soundtrack not just about the album we're talking about the movie right once this week which um, you can't talk about without talking about the album because the movie is basically just a bunch of music videos <laughs> i was gonna say the movie is basically a bunch of like co connected music videos uh connected with a plot right a, a not even a loose plot just a um yeah, it's a it's a like interesting story but it's like pretty simple yeah it's like it's like um i don't know the right word to describe it it's it's simple is the best word you're right simple is the, the right way to describe it because yeah. i was gonna say thin but it's not like thin or um uh it's not like not effective it's just like pretty straightforward yeah and simple. It, it just doesn't need to be very big it takes place over the course of like a it takes place over the course of like a week or two maybe yeah, yeah. and essentially like let's break down it's this is this is going to be interesting to talk about because it's very um it, uh simple and it so much of it is the music so much of it is the music right so it'll be interesting I, we won't we won't play smash or pass until the the game but we might have to talk about the music before I think the we game. probably will a little yeah yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's like so much of its music. But we 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 open on a really weird scene. It's so weird. I even wrote, I, I right off the bat wrote down in my notes like three uh, or at least two like actual how Star Wars is it. Here is a connection to Star Wars ideas. One, it's full of fucking great music. Um, yeah. But two, that first scene with the guy who like steals his guitar case full of coins I was like, oh, this is like how Han Solo and Chewbacca, when Han speaks to Chewbacca in English and Chewbacca responds in Wookiee and Han yeah. understands him somehow. Yes. <laughs> That's what that scene was because the guy who takes his shit is like the most like 
Irishy, Irish, Irish yeah. sounding dude yeah. to the point that I was like, I'm not picking up any of the words you're saying. I had to turn on, I, I literally like turned to Charlie and was like, I can't understand a single word they're saying. Yeah. And I was like, I had to turn on the subtitles. Yeah. Because there was no. And I, what it turns I, out he was saying was going somewhere solo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get that caca solo. Um, yeah, so it opens with this really weird scene of uh, of guy. So the that yes, was red. Right. That was red snorting. Yeah. Of guy who is the a busker mm-hmm. and a Hoover repairman, mm-hmm. which Hoovers are vacuum cleaners in 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 this the, the UK. I have a broken Hoover. What's, I have a. That's a. What's wrong with it? It is fucked. It is fucked. Is fucked. <laughs> it is fucked. <laughs> That's so good. We like say that all the time. <laughs> it is it fucked. Is fucked. Yeah, it's um. So we so we open on guy who's a busker. He gets his like stuff stolen, but then he gets it back from this very Irish man. And then and then that's just like to set the tone. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like a tone piece. It's like this is the kind of movie you're looking at here. Yeah. Charlie kept, Charlie kept being like, "This is so strangely shot," and I was like, "Well." It is, and it's very indie. Like, did you look you up tell. any of that? Because I learned a no. bunch about that. So, okay, that street is like a big, you know, like public kind of tourismy street. Uh, they there was a bigger production involved with this movie once upon a time, including Killian Murphy was gonna be guy. And then Whoa. he pulled out because he was like, I can't do these like octave leaping songs. Um, wow! But uh, in in that him. kind of him leaving, a bunch of money left, I think too. So they shot this thing for like a hundred thousand dollars, and that's crazy. They shot on that street without any permission, like ever. And because wow. the two performers are both like musicians and not necessarily like actor actors, they and because they were shooting it kind of illegally, they shot with like really long lenses, like far away from the action. Which right. is why it's like a, always a little jittery, and yes. and um, that made the the two people performing, you know, able to feel a little looser because like they, you know, it there wasn't all the like stakes of a whole camera setup and all that. Like, right, it feels more natural when you're not literally like shooting down, looking at yeah. the barrel of a camera. Yeah, that's that's so cool. Yeah, well, it makes a lot of sense too because it also like I was like. The quality of it is not the best. No, yeah, it's the, like the camera qu- a camera that you or I have on our phones now. Of course, right, this was right, decades exactly. ago, but right, and and it was like uh, I was like, but this looks like what it looked like to me was early Doctor Who uh, in t- two thousand five Doctor Who, uh, and I was like, it's probably like because video, they had the same digital video, yes, <laughs> digital video. I was like, it's probably because they had the same budget, yeah, because it was like low budget not not indie and charlie kept being like this is like the office and i was like yeah like there's this like low handheld indie style of the movie that i think really serves it i think it serves the movie very well i think it does too because he's indie he's he's got a big old hole in his guitar from the strum path his hand takes and he's got you know like everything's kind of broken and uh he you know, all of his demos are on like fucking cassette tapes on like a goddamn yes. like child's toy tape recorder. Yes. And then, of course, not to jump ahead in the story, not that we're telling this chronologically, but this movie has one of my favorite scenes in cinema, which is mm. also very like shitty DIY. The expectation of the production versus the expectation of the art that is being produced, you know, like, um, mm-hmm. When they play their first song at the recording studio and the engineer is just like, yeah, okay, yes. you, you guys ever do this, really? Like, like he's completely, like, oh, a bunch of fucking amateurs. Like, I have to do another, like, girls bot mitzvah music video. Uh, right. That's like, kind of his attitude. And then, like, they are, like, partway through. They just finished the first chorus of the song and he kind of looks up and he, like, makes some adjustments. And then, like, by the end of the song, he's, like, completely fucking won over and smitten with their, yes. like musicianship and it's like yeah practice and and artistic capability doesn't have to be the same as a glossy polished production no 
Uh, something that I love about this movie, because like, the, oftentimes you, it's like it's like in Rent when he's like, I'm writing one great song, but then the one great song is like, does he even write one great song? It's La Boheme. It's La Boheme, which is a fine song, but it's not like. Uh, it doesn't blow your mind, right? And and like something I love about this movie is that they, th- the premise basically is that Guy is a very talented musician, mm-hmm. a talented singer songwriter, and he's sort of like collecting people uh, because Girl comes along. He meets Girl because she hears him busking and gives him some change, and then she's like, "Oh, you're a Hoover repairman." Well, my Hoover it is it is fucked, mm-hmm. and so she break the next day. She very oh, adorably cool. breaks. Great, brilliant, ten cent. Yeah, ten cent. She like brings her little Hoover the next day and follows him around, and or he follows her around, and she follows him around all day to get it repaired. Yeah, and it's very adorable because she's like, like a, pulling it's it. It's sort of like a romance. Yeah, it feels very romantic. But it's established early on, like it, this. We're not. That's not going to happen. Yeah, they're like then, they're like creative soulmates. Exactly, and so something I love about this is because it's like. You, 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 once you hear a couple of his songs, especially once you hear w- when your mind's made up, which is the one they play in the music studio, mm-hmm. you get one over as the audience member where yeah, you're like, yeah. I understand why people are getting one over because this is good shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the music and is not- fucking great. And it does start out as well, my favorite song in the entire fucking soundtrack is the very first one he plays. <laughs> Which uh, one is that? Well, the very first one he plays of his own. He the, the first song he plays is a Van Morrison song, but um, uh, say it to me now. Say it to me the now. The one yeah. that say she gives him money for. Say it to me now is really good. Um, and and uh, he's by the way, we should say he his his girlfriend left him and went to London. Um, right. And so there's, and he's heartbroken because he's Irish and he's a singer songwriter. <laughs> yeah, of course you got to be heartbroken and. The, but yeah, I love this because there's so many movies that have like bands in it that are supposed to be really good bands or mm-hmm. like songs that are supposed to be really good songs. But then like you're just sort of have this suspension of disbelief of like, yeah, they're good, quote unquote. Like right. they're fun. They're good. They're a good band, but like they're not actually that good. Right. And the only other like thing I can think of is maybe in School of Rock, whenever they end up playing that like the, their final song at the Battle of the Bands, yeah. you're like, yeah, dude, this this rocks. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? It's, like it shreds. <laughs> There's other probably examples. <laughs> There's probably other examples of like bands in movies that are like actually good, but like in this one, that thing you do, that thing you do. That's a great. That's a great. I example. I almost turned this episode into a how that thing you do is it. I have a bunch of that thing you do connections. <laughs> oh, dude, you're so right. It's totally there. But um, anyway, so there is this. This movie plays with the idea of, like you said, creative soulmates, because um, very early on, there is this like obvious sort of romantic tension between them, maybe. Right. But then like he propositions her like after they spend the whole day together and she's like, fuck this. Yeah. And he's and he and he feels really bad. So like the next day he's like, hey, sorry, that was that that won't happen again. Like I I'm just a lonely I'm just really lonely and you're gorgeous and And you're gorgeous. (laughs) And and so from then on it's like they have a very like very cute relationship, but it seems that they are just like musical soulmates. Because she plays piano, he plays guitar, she sings harmonies with him really well. She can play the fuck out of the piano. Yeah, she plays piano really well. And she like starts singing harmonies with his like songs and they're like the perfect harmonies right out the gate. And I love this movie. Which also has like a little bit of that you have to suspend your disbelief because like she knows the song right away. But they do a really good job of there there are things like that in theater where the suspension of disbelief is just so much easier because it's like, oh, I know those are people up there because I'm a person here. And right. like if someone's like, uh, you know, like um, fucking Marty McFly, like it's a standard blues riff and be watch me for the changes and try to keep up, which of course it is right. standard blues, but like they're all just immediately like, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you just kind of well, are like, okay, whatever. Like this is cute, but like when you see someone like teaching someone else a song, I'm thinking of Kelsey in High School Musical. Yes. Uh, it's like no, hold on. One second ago, Gabriella was looking at the sheet music, and now she's riffing. 
Like, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Meet us, like, treat us with a little bit of respect. <laughs> and then the falling slowly sequence, it's like, oh, he has a song written out, and they both kind of keep having to look up at the the words and the changes, and he'll even yeah. lead her and be like, and then this is that other part, you know, like. Yeah. Well, something I like about that is is because because I have like I was telling talking to Charlie about this after we watched it. I really like this movie, and part of the reason I like it so much is because. I see my own experience in this movie because totally. I've played in bands. I've, I've had musical soulmates, you know, like yep. I, I have like two people in my life specifically that like, like my, one of my, my best, my best friend from high school and one of my best friends from college. Like we were musical soulmates. Like, and, like we had, I I've had those falling slowly moments totally. where they are teaching me a song for the first time. And I start singing the harmonies right away because I know what they're going to be. Yeah. You know, and it's like I, I already know the harmonies, even though I'm just learning the song right now to to to, to for the first time. It's yeah. like, well, this song is being delivered to me by the muses, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's coming from somewhere else because we have this great relationship of of writing music yeah, together yeah, yeah. and creating music together. So I've had those experiences before, and I think this movie does such a great job of like showing what that musical journey is like of writing a song, of collaborating on songs. Of even like when they go to that party and it's a party where you have to sing, you have to sing. Right. I was like, I've not gone to a party exactly like that, but I went almost every party I went to in high school and college, someone ended up singing. Well, and you you did go to that party because I modeled my whatever birthday party on that scene. That's the other scene I wrote down in like all caps other than the studio scene was like, man, one year for my birthday, I was like, okay, I want the party that, that they have in once. It's kind of like crowded and there's beers everywhere and everybody's singing. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Honestly, maybe I should do that for my... No, that's, that's, that's too much. I have too many friends that aren't musicians. Then that would come and feel left out. Sure. Because um, I was really thinking of my one well, friend that's, who's very... That's why a karaoke birthday party is such a winner. Because, oh, first totally. of all, you don't have to have it in your own home where everybody leaves beers all over the place like they do in the movie. That's so true. Um, Ooh, that's what I should do. I should go to Lincoln Karaoke for my birthday or something like yeah, that. Yeah, That would be a good idea. Um, but, yeah, this movie does such a great job of portraying those relationships and those journeys. And I've even been in a recording studio for a long time for, like, 12-hour totally. sessions like that you know where it's like not not overnight like they were or anything crazy like that but i've had that sort of like late and late at night early in the morning like are we still here what are we doing that kind of feeling all those stop motion animations that i have on my youtube that was me and blaze former guest of the show blaze burke on the lord of the rings movies episode uh we would just like labor over getting something done because we were both like it was that same thing it was that like this creative vision came from both of us at the same time right and we lived together so like there was like a built-in like amount of like oh well if you're not going to bed i'll i'll keep work you know like right totally there that 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 inspired and like infectious creativity yeah is something that is so precious and it's something that is like really portrayed very well in this movie. And it's that something really that enjoy. we don't value as no. a society. We all no. really want to hear the next new album by whoever, but uh we don't we don't value it for the every man. No, we don't. We don't foster creativity in, in the every man, unfortunately. Every every person needs that bank manager who also yes. has aspirations of a music career to to give you a few freaking bones. Yes. I love it in the musical he is part of the band. Oh like he yeah, joins, that's right. He joins the band, uh which is so fun. But in the movie the way they're able to get in the recording studio is they need to get a loan for $2000 and they go to a small loans bank like businessman. Right. And they they tell him the whole story they play in one of the demos. And he's like, can I show you something? Yeah. And then he plays them a song and he's like, you and me should be who we are. <laughs> and like, like the most like generic lyrics in the world. But you're like, yeah, this guy gets he's it. Him. He's this interested. guy gets it. <laughs> he's totally a kindred spirit. Yeah. And then they get the loan and, it, and then they're able to go to the music. It's so great. I love 
So, so, so my once journey was I listened to the songs in high school, but never saw the movie because I had known, I knew, I knew the swell season, which is the band that they were from. Oh, you did. Yeah. And I think it, I can't remember if I knew the swell season because of once, or if I knew them right before once Uh and then heard, uh, let me see, see if the swell season came out in 2006 yes because falling slowly and when your mind's made up are from that album too oh and leave and leave and various other songs so like their initial album had songs on it that then got put into once yeah um so i can't remember which one came first or if i or if i knew which one i knew first but I, i knew the songs not all of them but like most of them and then I went to when the first time I went to New York, I was going there for a week in college and my brother lived in Philly at the time and he was going to come meet up with me. And I was like, hey, we should go see a musical together. He's not the biggest fan of musicals, but once was on Broadway at the time. Uh And he really loved that movie and loved the songs. And I was like, I bet you'd like the musical. So we went to see the musical together. I had never seen it. I saw it. I fell in love. Yeah. Thought it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. Cried my freaking eyes out. Also fell in love with Krista Milioti because sure. she was in it and she was incredible. And then loved it so much that a week later, when I was le- right before I left New York, I saw it again. I saw it for a second time. So mm. I saw it once, twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't see Three it anymore. Three times a because, lady. Yes, the joke we made last night. Yeah. Um, and I can't see it again ever because then I won't be able to say I saw it once, twice. Right. So I can only see it those two times. But I loved it, and I love the musical. I think the musical is beautiful, and it's beautifully done. And I think it's effective in ways that the movie isn't effective. But then I think the movie is effective in ways that the musical isn't effective. Right. Um, I saw the musical when it was in, like, Dayton, Ohio. So, like, it certainly wasn't, like, its first run or whatever. But um, I do remember thinking, like, I like the movie better because the thing itself is this small thing and putting that on a big Broadway stage doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> but yeah, totally. I do love in the same way that like the Oklahoma revival had, it was just like set up in like the town hall and everybody was on stage. Like I do love that. Like the band is the performers and the performers are the band. I think that yeah. there are specific times when that makes sense to do. And other times where it's like, this is just sort of like a stunt but like right. once of all things is like about people coming together to make music. <laughs> yeah. I think once is the musical that like by far, you're totally right. Does the actor instrumentalist thing the best yeah. where it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a stunt. It doesn't feel like they're doing it just to save money. It right. feels like, like this company makes is sense. cool. It's like a bit more abstract. Like, Oh, like, yeah. When we're together, we make, you know, when we have company, it's like we're a symphony. We make music or whatever. Right. And then and the, man, the man who's alone is not making his own music or whatever. But right. Until the very end. Once is like, oh, a guy plays guitar and a lady plays piano and they're, they're friends. <laughs> yeah. And they're friends. And they're like also it's about man, music. I also love the love story in this because they are like musical soulmates. But you can tell that there's something more there, that there could be something more there. Right. And it's so, like, tragic because he's still in love with his ex-girlfriend and she's married and has a kid. Mm -hmm. And so there's this time, I love it, like, um, they do it really well in the musical and they do it, like, pretty well in the movie, too, where when he's asking, he's like, how do you say ocean in Czech? And she tells him, she's like, ocean, you know? And then he's like, how do you say, do you love him? Do you still love him in Czech? And she tells him... And he's like, well, do you? And then she answers in check, but she doesn't tell him what it means. Right. And it means, I love you. Yeah. She's telling him, no, I love you. You know, instead of, I don't love him, I love you. Um, and in the musical, they do it in this really beautiful way with the subtitles, because the subtitles have been, uh, like, this whole time in, uh, I think, what was it? Oh, they would have them talking in, English, but they would have like subtitles in Czech to show that they're speaking a different language. Oh, that's interesting. So that you can still under, I think that's what it was. So you could still understand what they were saying. Uh-huh. Um, and then w- that they switched it to where they, it was the first time they had English subtitles because oh, she cool. spoke in Czech. So she said, I love you. You know, I think that's what it was. If I remember correctly, that's I could clever. be making that up. Could be totally making that up, but I think that sounds right. 
Um, but there is like a love story there, but it's the love story of like the person that pushes you into your next relationship, right. you know, like the love story of like, how good luck you, Chuck is it? How good luck Chuck is it, baby? <laughs> um, of the love story of like teaching you to love again. Yes. And yeah. letting, letting you understand that there could be love again. I know. I remember the like, um, like a tagline or a poster line for this was like, his music needed one thing, her. And it's like, yeah, I get, yeah, I guess that is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, he, it's more like he needed one thing, her. And then it was lucky because his music got to go along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, cause he, he needed, needed, um, he had everything. But someone needed to, like, hold up the mirror and say, like, you keep saying you're going to go get her, but, like, go get her. Yeah, totally. And then, like, you almost don't want him. Like, I love at the end whenever it's after they've done the recording and he's like, don't you want to come over? We can have tea or, like, we can have breakfast. Uh And she's like, no, what's the point? It'll just be hanky panky. (laughs) He's like, hanky panky. (laughs) And it's so cute because her accent is so charming and she's so little. And you're just like, oh, what what a sweet little, like, like sentiment. Yeah. It'll just be hanky panky. There was but, a, I don't remember what even the premise was, and I, I wasn't like a regular viewer of The Simpsons at the time, but I must have watched it a couple weeks in a row and managed to see this joke that like really hit for me. There's some Simpsons episode where um, they're in Ireland, I think, and it just mm-hmm. like, it shows really quick that, that apartment building and it shows like a piano being like offloaded out of a van and uh-huh. and Glenn Hansard and Marquetta and Glova played themselves each for these two lines and uh, uh in fact I'm not even sure I think he I think he may have I think he may have said something but the line I remember is girl yelling out the window like I'm married stop buying me pianos <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's a good joke. Um, yeah, he buys her a piano at the end. Yeah. Because uh, she doesn't have her own piano, and it's very sweet. Um, a couple Star Wars things here. You know how uh, Han and Han? Yeah. Or, like, I'm trying to think of other things where it's even, um, like, Han and Han is just pronunciation. There's There are some things that are called multiple names, you know, like... Laser swords, lightsabers. Yes, there you go. Is it Ivana or Ivanka? I don't know the way she, they pronounce it. She says like my daughter Ivanka and then the next two times she says her name she says Ivana. And maybe that's maybe just it, like a nickname. I was going to say maybe it's a nickname where yeah. it's like instead of Ivanka it becomes Ivana or something like that. So I don't is know. it Chewy or Chubanka? <laughs> or Chubanka. Um you know what this is so like to talk about Star Wars talk about our our podcast. I'm trying to think how often does Star Wars really actually tug on your heartstrings? Yeah, uh, not very often. Yeah, I've never, I've never like seen a Star Wars movie and been like, "Wow, that was bittersweet." <laughs> I suppose yes, exactly. Rogue One is as close as it gets to that because, like, yes. you kind of get to know the characters and then they all die, but you don't really get to know any one character. Right, speaking right, of right. and speaking of Star Wars names, have you seen the the video? I think it was a TikTok or maybe like a YouTube video of um uh oh what the hell is his name? Cassian Andor's name. Um oh, uh the actor? Yeah. Why can't I pull it? I can't remember either right now. Hang on. I feel like such a bad Star Wars fan. It is uh Diego, Diego Luna. Luna. So he was on some interview. It might uh, I can't remember. It might have been on a, a late night guy, like a, a one of the Jimmies. <laughs> um, I can't remember. But he was saying, like, as a kid, they all thought the name R2-D2 was Arturito. Like, little Artur, little Arthur. Oh. Like, Arturito. Arturito. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah, and so they were all like, why is this robot called little Arthur? <laughs> <laughs> why is this guy called little Arthur? Why is this little trash can guy called little Arthur? That's so cute. 
Arturito, that's so cute. I'm gonna die. <laughs> Adorable. Oh, I'm trying to yeah. think. Did I have any other? I think I might have had a couple other Star Wars things. Oh, uh, like halfway through the movie, it's like, oh, he's got a motorcycle, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he gets a motorcycle. That feels kind of Star Warsy, like a speeder bike. Yeah, <laughs> a speeder bike, sure. Um, and then yes. let's see. Oh, I re- <laughs> we already talked about the studio scene, but I wrote in all caps the studio scene. Five slash four, which I just reread and thought I was saying the studio scene. Five out of four, like <laughs> five out of four stars. But I meant the time signature. <laughs> yes, he he That's says part- that at one point, which is what like unlocked that song for me. Like he yeah. at one point during the recording says like it's just a standard like five four or whatever, and. I had listened to the songs a number of times, but when I, like, caught him saying that, maybe the second time I watched the movie, the, like, I could grab onto the song a little bit more firmly. Once you know, I I love 5-4. 5-4 is my favorite time signature because I think it's so fun. Mission Impossible? Dun, 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 Did I tell you that? I think we probably talked about this because we've covered every fucking Mission Impossible movie, but the, um, why that song is in 5-8 or 5-4... I don't remember. Tell me again. It is, you know, the the way that some people will express five four is like three two, like three and two or whatever. Yeah, one two three, one two three, one two. Yeah, or like yeah. One two three, one um, two, one two three, one two. Morse code for M I is two longs, two shorts. Dun 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 dun. Isn't that dun. so crazy? Ah, that's great. <laughs> Which of that's course so that great. was the theme song for the TV show a million years before the '90s when the first movie came out. So some composer a million years ago was like, "I got something good. <laughs> I got a good idea. What if it was Morse code, yeah. baby?" Um, I love Five Four. I think it's a great time signature. It's super Halloween. fun. I love the way you can. Oh, it's Halloween. Yes, and then whatever he, it's also just like makes the song stand out, right? Because yes. it doesn't, it doesn't, it's and it, and it makes it build in ways that it like a regular four on the floor song doesn't really build, right. you know? Like it feels different and it stands out. Yes, and you're right. Like it is the first time like everything has coalesced. Like yeah, like she sang "Falling Slowly" with him, which is great, but that could not be a more simple melody. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there yeah. are parts of it that like are are less than simple, but like it's like da 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 da, and the chords are simple too. It's very like. But when she sings and plays with him, it's like, oh, this is something else. But then when he gets the band, and she's there, and it's in a different time signature, and it's really like swinging. Yeah, it's like oh, it works so well. <laughs> it's so good. And I love it so you much. know it's important, just like you know falling slowly is important, because here's my first that thing you do, how that thing you do is it. They play both those songs again. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they, they do. They kick off the recording studio session with When Your Mind's Made Up, and then by the end of the whole montage, you've seen like three other songs. It's just basically a bunch. It's like a commercial break, a bunch of like music videos. And then at the end when he's like, all right, time for the car test where they listen to it on bad car speakers to see if it still holds up. They just play when your mind's made up again. <laughs> yeah. And you're, and, and you're not In sick of full. it. You're, you're like, I was like, great. Good. Yeah, I'd love to hear this totally. again, actually, you know? Um, yeah. I think that like, this is the definition of bittersweet, right? This mm-hmm. movie is like the most bittersweet thing. And star Wars doesn't, play in that space no not really uh, it plays in the good music space so we have points there right because it's definitely good music but it's not bittersweet it's not star wars is very rarely that romantic you know what i yeah. mean for lack of a better it, word like tells you it is sometimes but you never really see it yeah it wants to be romantic whereas sometimes. this almost even explicitly says this isn't a romance and yet the entire thing is a romance Exactly. They're literally like, we're not in love. And you're like, yes, you are. And I think that type of story is so interesting and it's like never done. Like the Mm -hmm. only other thing that comes to mind is like um, Lost in Translation. Have you seen that movie? Oh, no, I have not. Like it's, it's kind of like it's categorically a romance. Like it's a man and a woman who spend all their time together and like, like 
I suppose you would say are like in love, but they're like fully different ages and right. it's all like circumstances that are kind of weird. And it, it's a very similar arc to this. In fact, that it's like, she, mm. I think I can't remember the movie very well, but Scarlett Johansson, I think is married or has a, is engaged or something. And then Bill Murray is essentially Bill Murray living right. in Japan, cashing in and doing like commercials in Japanese. Uh, mm-hmm. And they hit it off and they're just like, companions i suppose and like this has a lot of that i I, right that's that's a story that isn't uh, uh, let me be the first to say more platonic romance films yes (laughs) uh yes 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 more more almost romance more platonic romance more, more bittersweet romance. Yeah. Where you where know the another is... bittersweet romance movie that came out. In fact, it was a, it was three movies that all came out on the same day. The Beatles get back. Oh, really? The, the I mean, there's like no story. It's basically just like every fucking frame of footage that was shot for Let It Be that Peter Jackson was like, oh, we could turn this into three movies. Uh, but right. like that has a lot of the same like, oh, wow, I just watched Lennon and McCartney invent a song out of fucking thin air. Right, like, right, 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 right. Those yeah, guys yeah, yeah. are in love. <laughs> yes. They had this kind of relationship that yeah. we're talking about in this movie. Well, should we jump into the break and then come back and do some smash it, smish or piss? Yeah, let's do it. Smish or piss. <laughs> Sipping <Wee>. on piss. <laughs> Sipping on piss. <laughs> We were talking about palindromes. This is behind the scenes, I suppose. But Josiah and I were at the same party last night. And what? Yep. Why did? Because because the palindrome was one of the words for anomia. Oh yeah. And so then we were all saying palindrome. Someone and was I like, said, "Well, man- wait, what is a palindrome?" And we were saying it's the same thing spelled forward and backwards, like Bob or Wow or race car. And I was like, "Yeah, or sip it on piss." <laughs> I was yeah. Just trying to make a sentence that didn't work. <laughs> It was really good. Uh, okay, anyway, now we'll go to the break. Wee! What's up, everybody? My name is Chance Nichols, and I am the host of We Didn't Peak. It's a podcast where I interview people who don't suck. <laughs> I mean, they're people who are chasing their dreams, and we talk about their lives, where they've been, where they're going. And Look, you don't have to be chasing your dreams to not suck. I know plenty of cool people who hate their lives, all right? Boy, this is... This is less an advertisement, more an insult. Okay, well, listen to us wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Instagram at We Didn't Peak. And we're falling slowly. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to the show, everybody. How Welcome back to the show, Star everyone. Wars is it? Um, this so we're playing week, a little game of Smish a Piss. Yeah, because usually we do this with albums, but this movie basically is an album. So we're going to go through song by song and say if it's a smash or a pass. Now, now, are we going through the original motion picture soundtrack? Yes. Okay, great. Well, then let's get started. Now, uh, what were you going to say? I, I was just going to say the, the, the order of the songs on the soundtrack are, is not the order in the movie. And no. I, I think... I, I say this every time we do this, but I think this is again of a whole piece. So yes. there are songs that, like again, I probably wouldn't put on like the best of once, and I think that's where my passes come in. Yeah, totally. But a lot of the songs I don't love are still kind of necessary. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. So we're gonna kick it off with number one with the bullet, the winner of like the fucking Academy Award. Yep. Falling slowly. Give into some words. Uh-huh. There you go, everyone. That's falling slowly. So, um, a smash, first of all. A smash, for sure. I listened to the musical yesterday for the first time in a very long time. I've only ever listened to it a couple times because I think the movie soundtrack is better. <laughs> Although wow. there are some from the musical that are just dynamite. But, like, yeah. I think so much of the style of the music is singer-songwriter, specifically the singer-songwriter, Glenn Hansard, who just, like, fucking barks that it doesn't translate to, like, Broadway singing it very well to me. But something that he does in the movie when he's teaching her the song is he, he, you know, he sings the chorus, and he says, We still got... 
time. And the time is the harmony that Marquetta yeah. provides. They they swap like he he goes higher than her. She's higher than him on every note except yes. for that one note. Um and arguably her note is more the melody or like where the melody thinks it's going. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. he like wanted to do. I don't know, you know. But in the musical, that's they they do do it the more like way you would predict. Sure. Which I was like, that's a strike. Strike against you, musical. Yeah, you got to keep me on my toes, Take that. baby. <laughs> um, all right, let's if, just smash. If you want me is next. I really hear, or am I dreaming? I can't tell dreams from truth, for it's been so long. There we go. That's if you want me. This is the song that he has the music for on a little CD and tells her you can write lyrics if you want, which is like a really cool, like character moment and a really cool, like bonding moment. But I think it's a pass. (laughs) Oh, no way, dude. It's a smash for sure. Yeah, I love If You Want Me. The harmonies on it. The harmonies are great. If you want me. And then also her little, uh, like she she does a little um thing with her voice. That's, yeah. Like all of her little like, want me. Uh-huh. Like her little like breaks where she floats up to like the higher note are oh, uh-huh. so good. Yeah, I also just love all of her songs on here because I'm a. I mean, that's so funny. I, They're both passes of mine. <laughs> no, dude, no. <laughs> I, I think don't it's dislike her voice or anything. I just like the the two songs she has are both like so. Like I love a sad song, but they're both like yeah. so sleepy sad to me that i'm like yes. no i want to hear yelling <laughs> that's they they are they are so different stylistically and i think that's part of the reason why i like him so much yeah also part of the reason i like him so much is because i w- was in love with Kristen miliotti when i saw uh, it on sure. broadway and she gets she gets these two songs too and they're really really good yeah so that's partly why but i think it's a smash um but i think we can agree on this next one uh this next one is broken hearted hoover fixer sucker guy <laughs> I fell in love with an Irish girl. She took my heart. So he's doing kind of like a country singer voice. And he's holding his guitar. They're sitting on a bus. And this yeah, is, this could have not been on the soundtrack because the I whole what, point honestly, is that he's like improvising. Like there's two or three yeah. other things he does in the same setting. Uh, and it's just like, yes. I'm a guy with my guitar and I'm being spontaneous. Yeah, I don't know why it's on here anyway. And then but it's they kept in the, it musical. the musical too. Yeah, they kept it for the musical. It's very strange. It's like, but it's a pass. Fine to it's, keep it's just it, nothing. but it's, it's almost like um, when you when you record music improv, and then yeah. you watch it, or someone watches it later, and they tell you they're like, "Hey, remember this?" And it's like, "No, I don't." That was spontaneous and just for that moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad, but it's also like you said, it's a spontaneous just for the moment thing. So it's not like a real song, right? So it's a pass. Yeah. Um, and now we got, oh, we're already to the. Yeah, now next is When Your Mind's Made Up, the song we've already talked about that's in 5-4 time. <laughs> let's skip to some words. Actually, let's skip to when it gets really big. It's great. Yeah, so good. It gets it gets bigger and better, and just like the whole thing just grows like and grows and grows. Yelling. It's a and smash, baby. And that's one where the full musical ensemble really fucking like it works for me. Yes, like on yeah, in, totally. in the stage musical. But yeah, this is this is a big smash. Big smash, big smash for sure. Next up is Honestly, lies. All right, here we go. I think it's time. Figure out 
Alright, there we go. That's just I the intro. I presume that but that's recording on your end, right? Because I couldn't hear most of that. <laughs> yeah, it's just soft. Okay. But, but that, that song in particular is soft. Um, This, for a long time, was like one of my very favorites on the album. Really? Yeah, this is a smash for me. I give it a pass. Really? And I think it's because it's just not in the musical. I'm such a big fan of the musical uh, that some of these ones that aren't in the musical, I don't know as well. Yeah, yeah. But I think if I knew them better... I would probably like them more. Yeah, yeah. this one, the, the chorus, and it's again, it's their harmonies with one another. Um, it's like they sing each word completely in lockstep. Uh, it's just so good. Yeah, it's not bad. I like it. It's just not my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Next up is uh, Gold, which is played at the party. <laughs> Except for some words. I'm walking on moonbeams and staring out. Now this one is the only one that's not done by Glenn Hanser or Marquetta or Glova. Right, and he's in it. He's, yes, he's, he's singing in it. One of the people it. performing. Yes, but it's um, it's a it's a smash for it's sure. It's a big smash, yeah. And it's another it's one that so I think the musical does a good service to. Um, yeah, it does. It's the, like the, the, the big ensemble moments. Like yeah. though, in the Broadway recording, is that song in the movie has a lot of sliding in it, and that's mm -hmm. kind of not something you do as a trained singer. And they don't do much of it in the Broadway version, to my recollection. Sure, sure. I do like the big like stomp moments in the yes, Broadway totally. version where they like stop everything and all together. But yeah. it's a smash for sure, for sure. The next one is The Hill. Another one that Mike said is a pass. I think it's a smash because I love it and it's so sad and beautiful. It is very sad and I think it's beautiful. I think both of her solos are beautiful and I also skip them a lot of the time <laughs> that I listen to the record. Not every time. <laughs> it's fair. It's In fair. fact, I, mean, I would say it's probably half and half. I usually just like will put the album on and listen to it. Um, mm -hmm. Folks, this is why we're doing this. All right. Okay. This is why we're doing this. I have been so excited to talk about this next one because... Well, I'll tell you why after we hear it. This is um, from the floor of the recording studio montage. Yes. Fallen from the sky. You must have fallen from the sky. You must have shattered on the wrong way. You brought so many to the light. And now you're by yourself. I gotta say it's a pass. Okay, so this is this is the thing that I wanted to talk about. So it's got that like toy sound in it. Like it's, yeah, it's like, like a that, Casio that thing. Yeah. It's like a demo mode or whatever. I wrote Secret Smash. Oh because it's got that like like the the backup singing and and yeah. the like whatever you call that part of the song i suppose it's like the chorus but like he doesn't ever say the same word twice <laughs> like that's true he, that's true it's i i can't imagine trying to learn the song because it's just like full of crazy <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah lyrics and uh and it's got a really interesting kind of hooky, chorusy thing. That part that's like, you need somewhere to fall apart. And like the harmonies are like, ah. 
Uh, yes, that you know what you're right. It is a secret. Smash. But like the driving thing of like the cars to fly to jet up a cow to chow to fly to can. And those yes, are the words. It is. Those are the words. Fly to fly. I, I think that song uh, is. Like, if that were to just start playing at a bar or something, I'd be like, yes! <laughs> yes! They know me! They know me! All right, it's a secret smash. Yeah. We got leave next. Is all that you said before you stood up Disappoint me. I'm gonna say it's a smash because it gets it gets really intense there. In a yeah, second. the intensity is awesome. I really it's like a light smash. A light. I'm smash. not gonna yeah, say could, it's a pass. It's not gonna be the one that I'm like, oh, you you you've heard, you haven't heard of once. You gotta listen to Leave. Yeah, right, right. But I will eventually be like, you should listen to Leave. It's pretty good. It's not that thing you do. It's not come on and dance with me tonight. And it's not all my only dreams. It's like the other Oneaters song yeah. that's like, yeah, that one's yeah, good yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> that one's good too. Uh, next one's trying to pull myself away. I wrote smash because I like the rock and roll of it. Yeah, I also this for this one I wrote light smash as well. I think yeah, that also might gets, be why Fallen from the Sky got secret smash from me because it's like one of the few kind of like up tempo, bright, cheery ish songs. That's that's so true. And this one has a little bit of cheer. It also is like one of the more generic songs. It kind of sounds like it would just like fit in on the radio in the days of like Matchbox Twenty or whatever. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, but it's good. It is good. It's a smash, a light smash, all the way down. I said pass because it's just kind of like one too many sad I, slow songs. That's exactly what I said and why I said it. It's like, oh, I get it. You're sad. Oh, this one's yeah. like, you told us already. <laughs> yeah, we already heard lies. Yeah. We already heard lies. Yeah, so yeah. we know what's going on. We know what's going on. Like, um, lies is like, <laughs> lies is to, man, relationships are hard, as all the way down is to, I'm sad. <laughs> yes, totally. It's just like a little obvious. Uh, next, we've got. Once. Once, which I didn't even know there was a song called Once in this dang show, but there is. I put I put pass. Yeah, it's a pass. This is a credit song, and again, to tie it to that thing you do, the mm. the song that thing you do that is featured multiple times in the movie that's falling slowly in this. Yes. that's like the theme song. But there's that other song that plays during the credits that's called "I Need yes. You." That thing you do, and this is literally yes. that. It's like, oh, we need a song that's the title of the movie. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. And then we have Say It To Me Now, which is like the first song in the movie. Yeah, and just right off the bat, I'm going to say what I wrote. I wrote Enormous Smash. Yeah, it's really good. Skipping ahead a little bit. Scratching at the surface now I'm trying hard to work it out So much has gone misunderstood. You should go the forward total to the like really barky part. Here we go, ready? This is what you've for. Yeah. Got to read it up the score. 
<laughs> it's that. It's that for the rest of the song. And it's great. that song was it is my like very favorite and that is the one where when i heard it for the first time from the musical recording i was like this musical is not interesting to me (laughs) 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 i'm not interested in pursuing this you know it's because you can't you can't do that eight times a week he does a thing that caitlin has said before of like i don't know if you know the band shovels and rope i know we mentioned them when we were talking about stomp and holler the other day the woman in that band does the same thing there's a couple people who do that it's like oh you're singing like you think this is the last day you're ever gonna sing right 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 <laughs> like, right, 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 right you're right, not right. you're not uh interested in preservation <laughs> no totally and you that, can't do that, that is, eight days a week or eight eight shows a week rather i think there is a version of this in the musical, like, depending on who's singing it, that you might be interested in. Okay. Because, like, Steve Kazee singing it isn't, isn't like this. Right. You know what I mean? But I think, like, some people who do it sing it more like this. They yeah. sing it more like the, sort of more like the movie. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just love that. I mean, it, you, you, it has to be... I, I wouldn't listen to a whole record of that level of intensity, I don't think. No, but like that, that like, I don't care what happens to my vocal cords after we set down this track kind of singing is like, I'm so yes. into that. It, it's, of, it's David Bowie in heroes. Yeah. In the song yeah, yeah, heroes, yeah, yeah. It gets to the point that he's just like fucking screaming by the end of it. It's so good. I love it. Um, so are we doing the Van Morrison songs at the end or no? I, I never included those. Uh, are you on the Spotify? Yes. Yeah, like I didn't I I only just recently saw that those are like part of whatever the sort let's, of assembly is. Let's skip them because they're passes anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um also my Spotify algorithm is ruined because it says you might also <laughs> like calm labor and delivery <laughs> with this image of a pregnant woman holding her belly. <laughs> Man, just, just completely just, shot all to hell. Just ruined. Never going to see Never going to recover. Got to really start from square one this next year. Yeah. Oof, doofa. Um, well, yeah, there you go. Sm- smash a piss. We did the whole album. Yeah. Um, um, a couple damn, other this movie's things great. I wrote down. Um, let's see. Where was that one? I wrote, give this dad the Oscar already. I know. He was great. He's so good. And then at the end, when she gets the piano and it's, it, you don't actually hear her playing. You see it all silently. Well, or no, it's not silent. You're hearing falling slowly, and you see him like riding on a bus to London or whatever, uh, or going to the airport rather. Um, you see her right hand on the piano, and it's moving at like the fucking speed of light. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like yes. she is really shredding, and I wish we like heard what she was playing. And I guess baby daddy's there. Yeah, kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. I mean, she says that she's com- that he's coming. Yeah, right. Earlier in the movie, she's like, he's gonna he's gonna come here now. Yeah. And it seems like he's there at the end, yeah. which is interesting because yeah, it doesn't seem like she loves. He gets the piano. It definitely doesn't seem like she loves him, but it does seem like she's willing to try to make things work for the sake of their child. Right. right. Which is like an interesting. Once again, this is an interesting love yes. story. And presumably, they had something at some point. Yeah. Like who knows? like maybe the. Maybe the thing she served as a plot device for him, he managed to do for her. Yeah, there we go. Like, maybe, maybe. she was like, oh, yeah, all I need is is my own piano so I don't have to leave all the time. And then I'm happy. Yeah. Maybe I yeah, can make can... this thing work with this guy again. <laughs> yeah, she can be happy with her piano. That's all she needs. And then I wrote my last note. Uh, is okay. What does once mean? Yeah, what does it mean? I think here's what I think. It's like at the end of the movie, The Room. I love asking questions like, "How many days do you think happened in that movie? A hundred, three? (laughs) And then the other good question I like to ask is, "Okay, what do you think is the room? I suppose his bedroom where he ends up killing himself, or is it like what? What is the room?" I think what once is, is the idea that this kind of relationship only happens once. Ah, yes. 
or or the, or not necessarily relationship maybe but this 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 series of events that pushes you on yes. to the next series of events is a one time thing. Yeah, I see. I like that. It's a singular event, you know? <clears throat> yeah, there's the time before this happened and the time after this happened. Exactly. Yeah. And and these relationships and these people that you meet they they're one once in a lifetime kind of people. Yeah. I like yeah, that. I, I think like that. that. I think that's what it means. Yeah. I think that's what it means. I like, I love a movie, I love like when I write songs, I always name them like something thematic as opposed to just a line from the song, because uh -huh. I think it's more fun that way. Yeah. And I love when movies do that like, too, Like, I you know? write sins, not tragedies. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't say that in the song. No. Um, but I love shit like that. And I like when movies do it. I like when books do it. I like when anything does it. Yeah, like, it's yeah. like, oh, it's metaphorical. Um, any more Star Wars thoughts before we wrap things up? I'm trying to see if I have anything else written down here. Well, he ends up going to London, which is where they shot Star Wars. <laughs> uh, yeah, there we go. It's not bittersweet. It's, uh, Star Wars is not bittersweet. Star Wars is not romantic. Star Wars does not have lyrics to its songs. That's true. Uh, except most for of the, time. Um, the one that Lin-Manuel and J.J. Abrams wrote. <laughs> well, right, and of and course, I, Droopy McCool and Size Noodles' Jedi Rock. Right, right, right. Uh, Sorry. You're, you're totally right. You know, speaking of the musicians of Star Wars, that this is a movie about musicians, so there's something. Um, That's true. If Star Wars got some fucking balls, yes. they would make a somber, even downright boring, bittersweet, platonic romance about yes. musicians in the star wars universe just do a fucking shot for shot remake of ones yes that's all i want <laughs> uh, i don't need any more action adventure like, i fucking, just want wh why is max rebo like uh like like who who was his his garfunkel and why is yes. he now like it's the Max Rebo band and like all the different incarnations yeah. you see him show up. He just has different people. He's like, you, you know, like, um, uh, like Ben folds, like his, when he's yeah. a solo performer, he still has a band and it kind of rotates. Like what exactly. happened to you, Max? Max Rebo is the Ben folds of the star Wars. Universe. Yeah. Oh, I mean like how, how star Wars is Ben folds. He is Max Rebo Star Wars. <laughs> he is Max Rebo Star Wars. <laughs> Easy, easily Little blue rated elephant, Max plays piano with his feet, <laughs> but they kind of look like his hands depending on the angle. Yeah, depending on, depending on the model you're looking at, their hands or feet. Yeah. Kinda yeah. Like, yeah, depends on what you're looking at. Um, well, let's see. Should we get it a unit, uh, giving him a unit of measure? Um, yeah, I just, I'm trying to think if, if there's any other... There's that scene where they're looking London. into the sea on the cliff, and that is basically the exact same shot as Ray holding up the dagger. That's true. Because they're oh, like you know, at different distances from the camera, and they're both kind of like looking out at the water. <laughs> something we mentioned early and in the cold, or not in the cold, in the cut cold open, oh, yes. is how this is an indie movie. Yeah. Which, but I will say, actually very low budget. Yeah, like shoestring like budget shot as like a, like a gorilla. <laughs> yes, which is not Star Wars at all. I think this is going to get a low rating, even I, though I, I love so this movie. Yeah. It's going to be pretty low. I love this movie, but it's not very Star Wars. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give it, my unit of measure is going to be ours. You know how whenever... Irish and British people saying ah, they go R. Oh, uh huh. Okay. I think there's some R's in there. R, R, R. <clears throat> Mine's gonna be like the Phantom of the Opera is there. Yeah, the Opera. Yeah. Uh, mine's going to be strings that look. I, I get it. You're like poor and you're a street musician, but you can cut it off. At the headstock, it doesn't need to like swing around that kind Be of string. Be all twangly, jangly like that. Yeah. yeah, totally. I think I'm gonna give it a two. Yeah, I I think that's right. I almost went down to a one, but it has good music, so that's gonna bring it up to a two for me. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. It's a two. Yeah. And we're gonna wrap up now. So, do you want us on the internet? Because if you do, you can find us at How Star Wars Is It on Twitter and Instagram. Oh yeah. E Email us at agoodpodcast at gmail.com because that's what this is. Yeah, uh, we love getting emails. 
Uh, and Mike, tell them about the Patreon. Yes, we also have a Patreon where you can donate to our show in exchange for a weekly bonus episode plus a bunch of additional long-form content like yes, film uh, commentaries of the Star Wars movies and other movies, uh, one-shot RPGs. There's the bracket where we determine what the best thing about fall is. Um, it's a lot of good stuff. A lot of great stuff, plus uh, access to our Discord server that's all over on uh, uh, patreon.com slash howstarwasisit for $5 a month is kind of the point of entry. We also do improv shows with Anarchy, the improvised rock opera. We're, as, as of you hearing this now, those days are kind of running to an end, at least of this initial run. Um, fingers are crossed that maybe we can keep going, but none of us know anything yet. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're interested in seeing an improvised rock opera, you should check out Anarchy, the improvised rock opera on Instagram at the IO Theater. And Baby Wants Candy is also an improvised musical that I do. I have a couple days in December. I'm doing that on Saturdays at Second City in Chicago, Illinois. Go check it all out, baby. Uh, but that's it. So, Sandwiches of Star Wars is about time for to bye bye. So, like we always say, we, we love, love you. you. And may, may the, the fourth be with you. Bye bye. Now, if and, you don't mind, leave. And if you don't mind, leave. Leave, mm-hmm. leave. Let go of my hand. <laughs> you said what you had to. Now, uh, leave. <laughs> I've sang that song so many times for auditions and never once have I gotten a oh, call back. Oh, that's a good audition song. Oh, I say I um, sing it for auditions for once and then I don't get called back. Uh, oh, sad. I see. <laughs>